Welcome, friends. Last Scarf here. It's time for basically a podcast. We're talking with Mez Moraes. Hoi hoi. All right. So there's going to be a picture of him right there, if you see, and I'll have all his information there. I don't know why I said that. It's going to be on the screen. Uh, so we're doing basically a podcast <laughs> once again. I haven't talked to Mez in two years. And honestly, like, my bad on that. Like, I know we get busy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's my fault, too. Life just gets crazy. And like last time you it were. Does. I think you were going to California, and now you've come back from California to Florida, right? You got one back home. Yes, yes. And so just... That's where it all began. <laughs> like, just working in, in the internet and just trying to find a job and just hustle and everything, it takes you to different places. And it took yeah, you it from really one does. side to the U.S. to the other. <laughs> yeah, the East Coast to the West Coast and back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So that's... That is cool. Like... Mm, You've been more in streaming, like you were. Pri- you've been primarily streaming the whole time. And uh, yeah, when I was out in California, that's basically what I did. Yeah, and one thing is just how much stress is it trying to just live on streaming? Uh, honestly, it's a lot. Yeah, you you don't really know uh, what you're going to get paid the next month. Uh, you don't know and until it happens, really, if you're going to make enough for bills, unless you have a massive amount of subscribers or something like that. And, uh, you know, you don't have health insurance unless you, you make enough to buy it on your own. Uh, it's, it's a very inconsistent thing. Like, that's the thing that I worry about is because I tried to do it too. And it's, because you're basically an independent contractor. So it's like, taxes have to all be done that way right yeah yeah um twitch does not take taxes out of any of your money and of course when it comes the the donations come through paypal that's not taxed so you have to pay taxes on all the money you've made throughout the year when tax time comes around yeah so you don't get any tax returns or anything like that that's like a rude awakening for people who don't realize that their first year i'm sure Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they, you know, they're making a lot of money through the uh, the stream, and all of a sudden, tax time comes around. Holy crap! I owe seven hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just woof. Um, but you've been at it. Let's see here. I think we both been at it for a long time. From let's see, like yeah. seven years, maybe. It's been uh, maybe six years. I think around like eight or nine for me. Hmm. Damn. Like. How do you see the evolution yeah. of streaming? Like, mostly, you've been mostly Twitch. But like, how do you see the evolution of streaming from then to now? Uh, well, uh, it's definitely come from being a, a niche thing that uh, people didn't really know about uh, to something very much mainstream and talked about by even random people you meet on the street. Uh, you know, pretty much everybody knows what streaming is nowadays, unless they're just out of the loop and not connected to uh, technology at all, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just, I'm thinking like, cause even now more than ever, I feel like everyone's streaming. Yeah, really. I, I agree with you 100% right there. You know, there's a lot of people who are out of work currently and they're turning to streaming to try to make a living or just giving it a try because their job's on hold from the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, yeah. Now more than ever, there is a ton of people doing it. And because of that, it's just, I just feel like it's got to be scarier for, I guess, people in the middle and anyone at the bottom, like it's more of a hobby. It has to be because of what it is. 
And you're competing with, like, say, like Drake was streaming, and then there's a big wrestler named Rusev who's trying to do it uh, full time now. Yeah, there's there's a lot of celebrities taking it up. It, same thing happened. Like with Jack YouTube. Black started a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. uh, have you seen any yeah. Jack Black stuff? Oh, I have. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's really entertaining. <laughs> so, like, I appreciate that compared yeah. to other ones. But yeah, Jack Black's is really fun, and it's funny as his son edits his videos, which is that's kind of cool. It's a family. Oh, thing. that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like I, I guess as things get more mainstream, it's going to get swallowed up by more people because it feels like it really does feel like if you did it early enough, you could get a good enough chunk and maybe ride that all the way through. And now it just feels yeah, scary. Yeah, sure. That. Like, yeah, oh, for, absolutely. It's it's much harder to get into nowadays between the already established people and everybody who's in their habits of, I'm going to go watch that guy. And then you have celebrities getting a lot of draw and then games themselves promoting the big streamers. It's it's a lot harder to actually be seen. Yeah, I that's always been a frustration for me is, but I, I get it at the same time is you want more little ships to grow into bigger ones, I guess is the way I want to put it. And it yeah. just doesn't happen. It's more just focused towards the big guys. Yeah, very much is. Yeah. And I keep wondering, like, it, is it is that just the best model, or is is it should be focused on trying to get the little guys bigger? I always figured that way would be the better way because that's more potential draws on just someone who draws even more of a crowd. But then you might think there's just a finite crowd anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think what they think is uh, the the big guys are more of a sure thing to uh, get the word out there about a product or a service or something like that or just a game. Uh, the little guys trying to build them up is more of a uh, an investment or like a bet in the long run. Uh, hmm. I mean, even remember when we went to uh, TwitchCon? Yeah, they were the very first one was all about the partners. They didn't really seem to care too much about everybody else. But the partners were the ones who were getting everybody waiting on them hand and foot. Oh, man. Yeah. TwitchCon. I remember that. And then oh, they came back, I think, last year. Uh, I didn't go. But TwitchCon was such a weird beast. I know we talked about it back then, like two years ago. Um, but now they've got competition. They've got Mixer and YouTube and all this. And like even Mixer took away Ninja. Yeah, and I'm I curious. Mean, even Facebook gaming is getting people. Oh, geez, I, I didn't realize that was a thing. It, everyone's been covering yeah. the gaming thing, and I'm just wondering, was it going to lead to? Because you you would believe competition would lead to innovation, but it still feels like Twitch is still sitting where it's been. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're definitely still the biggest one by far, but it doesn't seem they are growing all that much anymore. Uh, ever since the Amazon in uh, Inquisition, oops, acquisition. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's going to be a spooky time, the Amazon Inquisition. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. That's not good times. <laughs> no, the, uh, the Amazon acquisition. Yeah, they, they, they grew like a good bit right at the start of that, but then it seems to have petered out and is now staying around the same level. Uh, except for certain things like big game launches. Uh, Valorant launch, for example, had, I think, a record amount of people watching at that oh, yeah. point. But then it quickly petered out again. Uh, um, I want to ask what you think of that, but I, I feel like Twitch's big thing for retention is Amazon Prime, I feel. Because that's the reason why I've never looked at the others. I'm like, well, I got Twitch Prime. So I have... I mean, yeah, you get free sub. Yeah. And, and so many people have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I have it. I send it to you every month. At least every month I remember to do it. <laughs> no. Uh, I do appreciate that, too. Yeah, it's like, you've been doing this for 38 months. Like, yeah, you know, you're, you're my favorite, dude. You know that. Uh, oh, shucks. <laughs> you do, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm going to... Okay, before I talk about that. Uh, Valorant. Freaking Valorant. Um, yes. What's your opinions on them inflating their numbers like that? Like for me, I'm like it. It feels kind of like I get it. It's kind. It's clever by making Twitch the only way to get beta keys. You're gonna get big numbers, but at the same time, I don't know. It kind of makes it a bit hollow at the same time. They're big numbers. Yeah. Um. Them doing that is the. I have the same opinion as I did about um high res. They they did that for a bit with their mixer points skins and stuff like that in mm -hmm. Paladins. They had a few skins and other things that were only obtainable if you watched a certain amount of hours on Mixer. So there would just be channels on Mixer with hundreds of people in them doing absolutely nothing but sitting on the main screen of that page with people watching it just to get the required amount of hours for these items. And then they would go away. So yeah. it, was all, it was all fake, inflated. And I think the same thing about Valorant. A lot of those numbers were multiple accounts on, you know, VPNs and stuff like that, just artificially inflating the numbers and trying to get the codes. Uh, and while, you know, I'm sure a lot of the new people, uh, new accounts that were there were actual people trying to get the codes, it's not nearly as uh, impressive as it seems at, at first glance. Yeah, because it always comes down to, which took a while for me to realize, uh, what's the word here, uh, engagement. Like, sure, you yes. get all these numbers, but if they're not engaging, what does that really mean? And Absolutely. Are they going to stay? That's what I learned about when it came to the value of giveaways. Like at this point, for me, giveaways are just rewarding my people, not trying to get new people, just rewarding who I have. Same, uh, same. Because you just get a bunch of people who are there just to be there and then they're not there. I, I guess from a PR standpoint, you get to say big numbers might mean something. And it has worked. Like for me, having 10,000 subscribers on YouTube has given me a bunch of talk with indies. So I guess big numbers can mean something, but other Absolutely. savvy companies like, um, like Square Enix, they pay attention to engagement instead of just numbers. And so when I talk to Square, they're like, yeah, your engagement's not good enough right now. You got to get that up. I'm like, yeah, I, I get you. Well, other companies, they just see yeah. the, the 10 subs. There's actually a lot of uh, third party tools that have been made specifically for tracking engagement and growth. Mm -hmm. And people seem to pay more attention to that nowadays than actual raw numbers. Which I think is smart. I think that's just, that comes with uh, the territory where it was a new thing. And now that it's been past a decade, people know more. So they understand what is more important to understand. Absolutely. Yeah. So now like it's easy, easy to see if uh, somebody is view botting or buying subscribers, that kind of thing. You know, they can obviously tell between the real people and the fake ones. Yeah. Or... Uh, not trying to make it about myself, but I get accused of viewbotting or, or using bots because, because you know, I came from Smite, and so I have a way smaller number of viewership. So they're like, how do you have so many follows? You only have, like, three people watching. You must be botting. Like, no, I just don't play that game that was really popular anymore. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I haven't streamed in a while. Mm. Uh, or haven't streamed consistently, really, uh, in a long time. And I don't play Smite anymore, so I've lost, like one or two thousand followers on Twitch since that 
And still, whenever I go live, I get like maybe 15, 20 viewers and still have like 26,000 followers. People will be like, what the hell? Where did all these followers come from? The same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, it's I, despite not being there for, it's been like three, maybe four years now, I'm really impressed with just the hardcore base of Smite. Like they've had that base there for, from the start. They've just always been there. Oh, absolutely. Very dedicated fan base. But like good for them, like because Smite's still making new new gods and everything, and yeah. skins. Well, they have to; they got to make money. <laughs> and they uh, they actually just moved over and uh, added Smite and Paladins and a few other things to the Epic Game Store. Oh, that'll help them out. Yeah, Speaking they're of... uh, they're still actually growing, believe it or not. Mm, that's good for them. Like. I don't, I haven't touched it in years, and I have no idea if I want to. Like, the only reason why I'd touch it again is if I was playing with friends, that's it. Because I think it fed into this over over competitive aspect of me, and being popular and it made it worse. Yeah. Uh, other, part, other part of it was yeah. I just wanted more from, from high-res. I kept believing they had better potential, and I never felt like they reached it, personally. I, I can agree with that 100% because there were so many times where they almost made it big and exploded, but then they sabotaged themselves. Uh, with Realm Royale, for example, they had a lot of big names playing that game, praising it, saying, oh, this is great. And then Hi-Rez released their patch notes for the next patch before it actually happened. All those same people were like, no, don't do that. You'll ruin the game. <laughs> Hi-Rez was like, well, too late. I'm going to do it. And then they did it and everybody mm. left the game. You know, mm. they they seem to do that a lot. Yeah, definitely just saw that with, with Smite a lot and other high-res in general. I mean, they did that a lot. Actually, something like yeah. that happened with me for, I'll say, TFT. You've been playing TFT lately, right? Like, a little bit? Yes, I have. Uh, I actually played a good bit of it recently. Uh, I had never played it before until about a month ago. Like, I played it. Season 1 was amazing for me. Season 2, they changed up a bunch of it, and I didn't like any of it, so I burnt out on it. And but people are touching Fair. season three looks good, and I'll probably check it out at some point again. But like that's yeah, a smaller example so for far. me. Uh, Auto chess is just a fun concept. I like it a lot. It is. It is, and I, I think TFT has done it the best out of the ones I've tried so far. I've tried uh, Underlords and TFT, and then I think there was one more. Um, the the I think original it was just called Auto Chess. Is yeah. yeah, probably. Like it's just an interesting concept. I'm I'm glad. You kind of feel like maybe things are stagnating, there's no more new concepts, but then new concepts just keep happening, and, and in popular-wise as well, I mean. instead yeah, of it's like Isekai anime. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Just... How do I want to put this? Because I look at Valorant, Valorant's just kind of... Uh, it's CSGO with, with Overwatch by Powers, and then a little bit of Siege because there's wall-breaking. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much CSGO. And it's just, it feels like the big stuff sometimes is just a little bit, is just iterative. It's like, let's take this, but a little bit further. And that can be really fun. And you usually look to like maybe indies or smaller studios uh, for the more innovative stuff that will eventually be taken by yeah. AAA. It's... Yeah, that seems to be the thing that's happening a lot. Uh, Battle Royales, that came from a, a small dude making a mod on a game. And then all the big studios were like, hey, I like that. I made that. And then made their own version of it. And that's what's become huge. And then, you know, and then uh, 
what's uh, what's it called? Uh, Blizzard. They did that with um, uh, Hearthstone. They saw how well Magic the Gathering was doing with their card games and all these other card games. Are like, hey, well, we can do that too, and made Hearthstone. And it was it was fun for a time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I don't disagree with you there. I played it for a bit, but uh, it seems like a lot of the most popular games nowadays are big companies taking concepts from smaller things putting their own little twist on it, modifying a few things, flapping their art style on it and being like, look at this new thing. And then people eat it up. <laughs> yeah, it's what happens. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it's a big blunder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where do I want to go? Uh, oh, God, I'm freezing up. Uh, okay, how about uh, what's a new game that is a new concept you've seen recently? A new game that's Something new concept. that hasn't really been done before. gonna go back to tft no okay uh shoot i've been playing a bunch of indies lately <laughs> i know i've been playing some new concepts that really impressed me now i have to suddenly look at my my uh have my you tried Steam crucible list. speaking of amazon i was gonna ask you about that at some point uh, yeah okay crucible, well, i mean we can I go into that now if you want yeah let's talk about crucible yeah yeah all right it's uh it's actually pretty fun and it's relatively new you know it it combines a lot of things once again, but uh, the concept itself is is pretty different from everything everyone else has been putting out so far, or well, not so far recently, I should say. Because it's because uh, it's it's third person PvP. You're a, you're a team in this one. Yes. And like, there's a competing teams. What I saw is like there's like some PVE to it too. Like you can just do like an objective yeah, instead yeah. of each other. There are uh, monsters throughout the, the map that you can kill to gain essence, is the uh, resource in this game. Mm. And the essence levels you up, which unlocks modifiers for your character. Let's say, you know, like, when you reload, the next six bullets do 33% more damage. That kind of stuff. Not oh, cool. Or, you know, there's a character that drops a bunker with a, uh, a, a healing pod on it. You can modify your first level skill to reduce your gun damage by 25%, essentially. But give that bunker an auto turret on it. You know, oh. there's there's stuff like that. Um, so you're you're running around the map, farming these creatures, trying to capture objectives that are called harvesters, which give you a a certain amount of essence over time. And then uh, every so often, a hive spawns, and it's this uh, big sort of I don't know uh, xenomorph tree looking thing hmm. that uh, you, you got to fight it. And it fights you back, but when you kill it, it drops a thing on the ground that you pick up called the heart, and you got to capture three of those to win the game. Of course, the, the enemy team is trying to do the exact same thing the entire time, and they can hunt you down to uh, hamper your progress or just basically farm you for essence and level up that way. Hmm. Uh, but whoever gets the three of the hearts first is uh, the one that wins. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I download it on Steam, so I'll check it out at some point. It, yeah, it, we should play. it looks good. Oh, for sure. And we will. I I will make sure we do that for sure. Yeah. We should do something together at some point. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm curious about Crucible. And okay, here's one I'll mention, but this is actually a couple of years old game, but I got back into it. There's a game called Unholy Heights. All right. Unholy Heights is a oh, Japanese game. I have not game. heard of this one. In this one, you're the devil, and you just own an apartment complex. So demons move in, in. <laughs> it's it's really old looking game like it's 2013 i think it's a very simple game but it's still kind of fun uh you own an apartment complex and these cute demons will move into your apartment and you'll give them amenities and 
uh, go up and down on their rent. And you'll get attacked by heroes. And it's kind of like a tower defense kind of thing. Not really tower defense, like army defense. It Some enemies okay. will come over and you just knock on their door and tell them to come out and help you out and defend against uh, heroes that are trying to kill you. It's just a fun concept. And so, like, there's fun little ideas like that. You just, the devil has an apartment complex. It's a fun game. It's from Playism. It came out seven years ago, I think. Yeah, 2013. Oh, man. That actually, that sounds fun. And the name reminds me of that anime, The Devil is a Part-Timer. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's $4 yeah, right now on where Steam. Where he, he freaking runs a McDonald's. Been <laughs> <laughs> mean to check that one out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you watch a lot of anime. Do you ever read manga or just anime? Oh, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to randomly throw a manga at you, and you can throw one at me. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm a spider, so what? Have you heard of that one? I have not. So in this manga, it's uh, it's an isekai kind of. Uh, she dies okay. and she's just a little spider, but it's like uh, a dungeon spider, like RPG style spider. So it's oh. the story of her leveling up as a spider and evolving and everything, and just getting bigger and stronger. And it's a really good action uh, manga, in my opinion. Like another example would be okay. like, uh, all right, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Have you heard of that one? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I love it, that one. It's like that one, but it it spends a lot of time with Rimuru actually leveling in the dungeon. Like, because Rimuru just skips the dungeon. Like, you just know he did the, he leveled up in there. Oh yeah. There's there's a montage, and then he's yeah. there. Yeah. So this is just that where she's fighting and leveling, and she almost gets killed a lot. It's it's pretty riveting. I like it a lot, and it it does better than Rimuru. Does better than Slime in the way that she, there's actual stakes. You actually think she's going to get killed. Well, I never think Rimuru is going to die. He's just always OP, as far as I can feel, uh, for Slime. Okay. Huh. I'll recommend that one, just mentioning a manga. Man, that's funny. Is it a bad thing that the first thing I thought of when you said, we're going to swap manga here, is also an isekai? <laughs> it was, uh, I believe it's called, I... Um... Oh crap! Hold on. You know, let me. I think it's something like uh, I spent all my time killing slimes, and now I'm level 100 or something <laughs> like that. Interesting. Random aside. Uh, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's like Goblin yeah, Slayer. That's but another slime. funny one. Hmm. That's Pretty interesting. Much. I'll look that one up. Like, yeah, yeah, um, mangas can be fun. There's just so many, yeah, as far as isekais go, there's so many. I get it. Oh, absolutely. There's so many different variations. And you know what? I will check out every single one of them because <laughs> they all have their own spin. Yeah. I, you know, I don't get tired of it for some reason. I'm in two ways on it. One is I'm, I'm so tired of them existing, but I, I, I'll read one. I'm like, oh, I'm in. It just keeps happening. Like, I keep thinking I'll be right? bored of it. And I don't. Um, <laughs> I I did slow down on on reincarnated slime just because I don't feel like there's any stakes. It's, he's just always OP, which I'm not a fan of the OP as a guys. I I like the ones where they're exploring the universe, and maybe they'll get yeah, killed. where they gotta like work up to it. Yeah, so I like that better. I think I realized just in general I like it when they actually show you training. Uh, of the hero. Yeah. You like to be there for the progress of the character, not just them be bam. I'm I'm God. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, the thing is good. Oh, there's another one I'll mention. Uh, it's called, um, I think it's called Isekai Trucker or something like that. And it's, what? A, it's the story of the guy who drives the truck that keeps sending people to Isekai's. <laughs> like, the idea oh is... Oh my god, I need this. I think it's, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a Thai comic or a Singaporean comic. I'll have to find it and I can send it to you. But it's... It's just this guy who is it his... Isekai Transporter? Yeah, Isekai Transporter. There it is. And the whole thing is just how this guy it just set us it sets up a universe of how or why worlds need need heroes and he's the one who sends them there. And <laughs> just the first couple of pages like, oh snap. And oh, it's a funny no. idea. That's amazing. And so like that's a nice twist on it. And it's not the Isekai itself, it's the guy who makes it happen. That's fun. And that's the other part. The fun that part is of this actually guy. fantastic. Like the fun part of this guy is just it gives you a fantasy world to explore, and it's just on how well they write that and everything. Oh my god, I gotta send this to some people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny what Isekai has become because it's it it's become like dude goes into another universe and it, he gets a harem. Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's a party like uh, kind of sober. Yeah, I think. yeah. It originally was Fantasy Girl. It used to be, it gives a girl an escape. She's in a fantasy world, and she gets to be her own woman. Kind of, that's what Isekai yeah, used Alice to be. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it became this, as all things are, for, for dudes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, uh, here's, you know, uh, what, what was it called? Um, oh, goodness. What was the one? It was the, the blonde girl with the pigtails. Uh, something... Base punch or something? I don't remember. I don't know. At the end of the, at, uh, uh, also at the same time, there's a bajillion manga and anime out there to to have, like to enjoy. I also sucker punch. That's what it was named. Oh, sucker yeah. punch. Oh, the uh, what's his name's movie? Uh, Snyder. Snyder. Him. His movie. Zack Snyder yeah, made that's punch, basically right? an isekai because <laughs> she escapes from her her actual reality by going to a different world where she's super powered. Yep. Yeah. And a little off topic it. with that one, but hey, <laughs> you know, whatever. How we go where we want to go? Um, speaking of that, the Snyder cut's going to happen. Apparently, I saw that. Yeah. I I I don't have any interest. I just. I don't think I'll it's going it. to be a, like, yeah, I'll watch it too, but I don't think it's going to be some saving grace, like some. I don't either. Holy grail. The, the, the story they chose for the Justice League movie was just stupid. Steppenwolf was a bad choice for villains. Mm -hmm. They could have gone and set up something awesome with Doomsday or something, but which, I mean, it's probably a good thing they didn't because everybody would just be like, oh, it's Thanos again. Oh. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Yeah, the funny thing about that is that's what happened was when they made Thanos, it was just Steel Darkseid. That's all they, That's all it was. They tried to make their own guy, and then DC, uh, not Marvel's like, just Steel Darkseid. He's really cool. Make, or, just make yeah, him. I said Doomsday. Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. You, you got what I was saying. Mm -hmm, Thank you. I did. Because yeah. basically Thanos is marvel's dark side because back in the day yes. comics were not against just stealing from each other they're like oh this is oh, really absolutely. cool take it deadpool and um slade wilson mm -hmm. yeah that, that joke always because his name because deadpool's real name is wade wilson just right on the nose about it yup and i'm really curious because disney said they're gonna have a deadpool 3 and they'll keep it r so i'm curious how what's gonna happen there 
I I think didn't somebody else take control of this next movie? It's not the same people working on it. Oh really? Oh shoot, that part I didn't know. I, I think I read something about that where Ryan Reynolds has less control over this next movie. Hmm. Well, that's Disney for you, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, a, a bad choice. He's part of the reason why everybody likes the first two. Yep. Like well, actually, a large part of the reason. <laughs> he's got he's got amazing charisma. Ryan Reynolds got amazing charisma. He does, and just the right amount of stupid humor. Mm-hmm. I just, just talking about Deadpool 2 all of a sudden, uh, when the inv- the invisible guy who actually was invisible at- dies, it's like, holy sh- when you, oh, the cameo and also <laughs> that they were an actual person the whole time, because you didn't think there was anyone there. That was Wasn't so it Brad Pitt? Yeah, it was Brad Pitt too. Yeah. That 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 really surprised me. Like, oh my god! Like, it's a couple layers. It's Brad Pitt for one. Also, the invisible guy, invisible guy, was real. Yes. And also, just X Force <laughs> just dies horribly. Holy crap! Oh. Spoiling a movie people should have seen by now. I mean, right? yeah, it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, good times. But I get it because it's Disney. Disney's always going to be careful because they own so much stuff. True. Although, you know, Mandalorian. Oh, yes. That's been pretty good. And the very first episode, they kill a bunch of people, including, you know, chopping one of them in half with a door. Oh, yeah. That was that's a fun one. Maybe it's safe. Mandalorian, such a saving grace. Like, I don't know where you fall on Star Wars, the seven, eight and nine. Oh, I love Star Wars. Like, oh, that. Nah, I'm not too much of a fan (laughs) of those. Like, I like Star Wars. I think for me, seven. Seven was very entertaining. Eight was pretty entertaining. Nine spent way too much tra- time trying to undo eight, which it should have spent its own time. Yeah. Its own That's what I feel. I, I, I think that about all of the, the newer movies is mm-hmm. they did too much of a callback to the originals. Yeah. And uh, didn't try to build their own story. It just played off of too much of what happened in the original and too many of the original characters. They they could have gone and made a fantastic story, but instead they're just like, mm, we're gonna make another Death Star. Yeah. This character's back. This one's a main character. Uh, they, they they made such a, a big deal about having new characters for the new Star Wars movies, and then just didn't really make the new characters that interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Like everyone for everyone, it's it's Kylo Ren because that's Adam Driver. He knows how to act the hell out of it. Oh yeah, Adam uh, Driver's pretty awesome. But yeah, there was, I feel like there's, the thing about Star Wars is it has all the potential in the universe, and partially it's never going to attain that, but also partially it could be better even with what they do give us. Yeah. Like, Mandalorian was, I think it was perfect. Not, I'm not going to say perfect's the wrong word. Mandalorian was really good. I would, yeah, it, it's near perfect. Yeah. They did the absolute right thing. They had new characters in there you didn't really know about. They went more into depth with, um, th- like, the lore of certain things and inside characters you'd seen before, like the uh, the Jawas, not to spoil anything, but you actually see them driving the thing, the uh, the sand crawler. Yeah. Uh, or sand fortress, whatever they call it. And uh, you get to see a bit more of the inside, learn more about the culture of the Jawas. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that we got more, because... There's a potential here to do a lot of exploring of the universe that the movies just absolutely done because the movies are stuck in the, yeah. in the wars. Uh, I just yeah, Mandalorian. I, I just hope we get even more and 
right? <laughs> oh, we will. Uh, end of the year, season two. Yep. Uh, I figure they're not going to be not going to have a problem making it because it's all indoors for the most part. Yeah, and hell, their uh, main character already wears a mask, so. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's already got the mask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil anything with Mandalorian because it is worth watching. And there's some good, really good it surprises is. in it's there. It's so worth watching. I Like Baby Yoda memes aside and all mm-hmm. the cuteness of Baby Yoda. Worth watching even if he wasn't in there. Oh, yeah. Like Baby Yoda just adds a little bit to it. Yep. Like what Baby Yoda really does is just gives you questions you really want answered. And that's fine to have a couple questions. Yeah, and some, and some cute moments to pull away from the, um, <laughs> I guess, the, uh, the the stark, like, sort of violence and uh, hopeless nature of the Underworld. Oh, yeah. Especially with, with the Mandalorian, the Mando, and... Mando. We got to see some expanded. I'd, I'd be curious to see, because especially just all of the other bounty hunters, like, say, Dengar and Lizard Guy, I can't remember the name of. And things like that. That'd be oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's potential there. And I think it's the best thing we've got from Star Wars so far. I Absolutely. Like, I, I can agree with that. That and, you know, Clone Wars, the animated series. That's been really good. Okay, okay, okay. You've, you've, seen, you've seen the newest season. I haven't yet. Uh, I have not. Okay, you haven't? Okay. So you like the Clone no, Wars? No, I just... Oh, yeah, I, I like the animated stuff. The, the Star Wars animated stuff has all been consistently pretty good. I've been back and forth. Except on for it. Rebels, apparently Rebels wasn't that great. Oh, that's too bad. Like I've been back and forth. That's what on, I've been told on Cartoon, yeah. on, not Cartoon, on the uh, on the Clone Wars. Like there's some really good episodes, and then there's a lot of Jar Jar episodes, and I don't want to don't want to back on on Jar Jar, but yeah. he's not great. I'm not a fan of Jar Jar. Cad Bane, however, mm. I want more of him. Oh yeah, people love Cad Bane. Cad Bane, some good stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm finally watching season six, and you've seen season six at least, right? Like, you know, I'm not sure. I forget <laughs> where I left off. I got busy with things and mm-hmm. haven't really got back to watching. That's it. That's what happens, and also <laughs> other things can be on the list of what you want yeah. to watch and such. But uh, I'm I'm in the middle Very of true. six, and I just some of it's just rough. I'm like, okay, I'll, I got other things I want to watch right now instead. So I'll do that, and I'll slowly come back. Slowly come back to this. Yeah, slowly, slowly. Like, yeah, Mandalorian's the best one. Okay, hopping away from Star Wars, because I... Okay. Back to games. Uh, you were playing the Predator game. Yes. I'm curious about that one, because I've only seen you play it pretty much, like, but not too much. So what's going on? Uh, what what, what you is it know? exactly? All right, well, it is, uh, it is a game that is in the similar vein of Evolve, if you remember that game. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So you have you have a team of four people playing Marines that are going through the jungle trying to complete their objective, which is uh, you know stealing files from a uh, an organization uh, or burning up uh, like a drug field or something like that. There's there's a few different uh, uh, objectives that you want to go do, and while you're trying to do these objectives, there is one player playing the Predator who is hunting the Marines and trying to kill them before they can complete their objective and extract from the jungle. And uh, there's a a lot of fun times to be had with that because, you know, there's there's things you can do as the Predator, like uh, you can mimic the NPCs. You have, uh, yeah, controls to be able to mimic the NPCs, and it harkens back to the uh, the original Predator movie 
you know, where the predator's uh, sitting on the sidelines going, over here, over <laughs> here, you know, doing stuff like that. Ooh, nice. So good. Um, yeah, you can cause all sorts of distractions. You can use traps and whatnot. Uh, I think one of the coolest parts is there's classes for both the Marines and the Predator, Ah. And the Predator classes are all based on things that you've seen in the various movies, nice. including the weapons they use. So, uh, for example, you have the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Predator as a class. You have the big brutish guy uh, Predator from the um, the Predator Planet movie. Uh, there like are it. weapons in there that you remember, like the uh, the thrown disc from Alien vs. Predator, as well as the staff weapon that they use in that movie. You can use those. Nice. Uh, so there's a lot of cool sort of fan service type things involved with that, but the, the actual concept of the game is very solid, and I've enjoyed playing it a bunch. Now I'm interested, like, because that's perfect, and... Because we know... Yeah, the only thing... Oh, go ahead. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, I was going to say, the only thing I would do at this point in time is put in a mode that also adds in Xenomorphs, because, honestly, Ooh. we need another AVP game. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Because uh, we both really enjoyed Evolve back in the day, and I wish it did better Absolutely. than Because, like, for me, uh, it wasn't about winning as a monster, it was about being scary, and if I lost, I wanted to be close how I lost. Like, absolutely, be... that was a fun game with so much potential. Oh yeah, because you can be so entertaining with that beast. You can be really scary, be 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 a mountain to overcome, and that's what I enjoyed with it. And oh, Wraith Chan, oh my god, I remember that all of a sudden. Ah, Wraith Chan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was, that was such good times, a... man. We we played a lot of that game. Mm -hmm. I remember what killed it for me. That was there was a patch where the healer got stuck in the dropship. I'm like, and it, they didn't patch it out for yes. like a week or two. I don't know. I was like, oh, I do remember cool. that one. That and they they took forever to apply balance changes to the wraith, which oh, yeah. was uh, everybody used the wraith. <laughs> I purposely that chose and, not to do uh, there was also it was it was a sixty dollar game, right? Uh, I can't remember if it was sixty or forty. It was either forty or sixty. Yeah, yeah, it was either forty or sixty, and then on launch day they had hundred and twenty dollars of microtransactions in the game. I remember that. Ugh. Yeah, I think it was more than that, but yeah, they, there were some bad decisions made. Mm -hmm. I forget who the publisher was. Was that EA? I can't. Yeah, I can't remember the publisher. I'd have to look it up, which I can do that right now. But it was it was Turtle Rock yeah. developers, and it was EA yes. 2K. Yes. Evolve, Turtle Rock. I think it was EA or 2K. Gonna say 2K at the moment. I think it was 2K. And loading, it was not saying it on this 2K. thing. Okay, 2K, all right. It was 2K. Yeah. yeah 2K is not always the best, for sure. Yeah, they, they made them push it out a little bit too early. So mm -hmm. there were some balance changes and bugs that needed to be fixed that they didn't get fixed. And then they, uh, yeah, they pimped the hell out of it for microtransactions. Oh, yeah, just... Whether whether you found the microtransactions fair or not, because uh, some people argued they were fair because it was just skins, like, okay, fine. But the optics of it is always the thing to be concerned about. Because goodwill If the is game important. was free to play, I wouldn't have cared. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because I, I think at the end of the day, goodwill is what it matters. When you're a big company, goodwill really affects things. And those microtransactions yeah. affected goodwill badly. I, I think I'd yeah, argue I mean, it was. 
I think it was $60 when it launched because people were complaining about there being that many microtransactions for a full price game. Like Mm. you should have been able to get all that stuff just for playing instead of having to pay that much more for a full price game. I agree. Like, because that's what it's been for the longest time is games has a bunch of skins because that that's just what they added to it. Just more skins because the art department has nothing to do at times. But they can make skins. Yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought for a moment. I was at Evolve, 2K. Oh, yeah, Goodwill. Like, Goodwill's important. Yes. Uh, if you ruin the Goodwill, it can really mess things up. And I forget what I was going to go to with that. Um, But, yeah, Evolve was great. <laughs> you can lament plenty of games where, like, there's great there's potential uh, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, Evolve I miss it. One of those. It did really well for a bit when they launched it on Steam free to play. Oh, it yeah. had a massive player base for like a couple of months. And then they once again kind of did nothing with the game and mm-hmm. everybody left. I also want to see like it was such a charming yeah. game. Like like Bucket was a funny character. Oh, absolutely. I think my favorite line was commence uh panicked firing. It's like, oh that's good. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was great. Uh, they they had a lot of really cool characters in that. Um, the uh, the healer that was he was like a, a fly humanoid. Oh yeah. And he he put out a bunch of little healing stations and had a short cooldown, which activated all the healing stations for a, a small burst, which was really cool. Yeah, they were. So really he was all creative. about positioning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a good game. Lamenting a good game. I miss it so much. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jumping to another topic uh D. you've been playing you play D uh online uh yeah 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 i've played D pathfinder and currently i'm involved in a campaign for a game called deadlands which is a very Ooh. strange one interesting uh how long have you been at it because i just got into it maybe a month ago four weeks ago I I have been on and off with it for a few years, but in those few years, I have played very little, to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. I would do um, a few sessions here or there, and then something would happen, and a person would have to exit the session, so the game was just dead. Yeah. Uh, and that that happened a few times, but uh, you know, I've I've experienced a bit. Like you've used uh, roll twenty, I think, right? Like, is that just what everyone yes. uses? Uh, yeah, most people use Roll20. Uh, there was some kind of controversy with them. I forget what it was, so people switched to an alternative one for a oh. while. Uh, I, think I, my, I don't remember what the controversy was. I think the, my understanding is the, the one of the founders is just a total D-bag, but I don't know what he did. Ah, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> I think just asking about D&D, just because I'm just getting into it, and what... What edition of D&D have you played? Just like 4th or 5th or... Oh, goodness. I do not remember which edition it was, because that was a year and a half ago now. Mm. Shoot, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Because I remember you streamed it for a little bit and everything. Yeah, I was a Goliath barbarian named Flint. Perfect name for a barbarian. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty cool. I ended up at one point arm wrestling a kobold warlock in a tavern, uh, raging, which lets you roll twice <laughs> for attacks, pretty much, and getting nat 20s on both rolls, so Ooh. I threw him through the wall of the tavern. <laughs> That's what I like about D&D. Yep. 
It just gives the potential <laughs> for silly stuff or really bad stuff. Like, I'll give you an example. Yes. Uh, last week for me, so I made a half orc druid named Goel, who's basically just Thrall. That's oh, all I made. Oh, that's Thrall. Yep. yep. And so I made him and I did, but I've just, I don't have a hammer yet with him. So I've just been playing with animal forms. And we get into this fight oh. where there's like a pit trap and I fall into the pit trap. So I turn into a lion midair to land on my feet. And I climb out of it, and then I get Mufasa back down the hole. <laughs> I get to the edge and just get kicked Long back. live the king. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is fun. I finally climb out, I jump, and I attack a bunch of people. But I kept trying to do intimidation roars, because what's a lion? And I kept rolling like a fine. Yeah. So I was oh, intimidating no. nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is what's so great about the Roll for intimidate. Just <laughs> <laughs> the potential of fun you can have with it. So I really oh, want to absolutely. I, I'm going to try to DM it at some point because I like telling stories, so it should be fun. Oh yeah, and uh, on what you said with the the random things that happen. Not to bring us too far off topic yeah. here, but uh, there was one point where my party came across a locked door, and for some reason, my character and this other person's character decided, you know what? The Goliath is going to use this other character as a battering ram. Let's go. <laughs> Rolled a three, and that person broke their whole entire face on the door. Ooh. Yep. Roll for damage on that. Ooh. And then we did it again. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. what I like. It's, you can be really silly, and it can just create amazing storytelling. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, I've been doing, like, improv the last couple of months, and with the quarantine, I can't do it. So I've been getting into D&D, because I realized that's also improv. It's collaborative improv. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's just so cool. Like, if you can get a group, that that's a lot of fun. And so just, I'm just saying D&D is great. <laughs> it is, I agree. You never know which way it's going to go. So I want your opinion on something before we, we head out. Uh, the okay. Epic Store. Sure. Uh, I guess this also works with, with Goodwill again as well. Uh, oh, now I remember I wanted to bring it up before, just because Fortnite, from the PvE that was so fun. I remember you played it too. Yes. And then yes. it became what it became. Like, yeah. The PvP is not bad. I just, I really enjoyed the PvE version. I also enjoyed the PvE version. They're actually still doing small updates to it. It's just hmm. not the main focus at all. So just they didn't bad. really, yeah, they didn't really do as much with it as uh, as I'd hoped they would. I actually, I loved that mode so much that I supported the game back before Battle Royale and all that was a thing, yeah. so, you know, where Epic wasn't as huge as it is now. I supported oh, yeah. that game with around, I think, $150 on a Founder Pack Dang. Uh, because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I think uh, I did the smallest I, one. Yeah. I, I will say one thing, though. Um, after they made the Battle Royale their main focus and kind of just put that on the back burner with a whole lot slower updates and whatnot, I messaged them like, hey, so, you know, I supported this game with a Founder Pack, but you guys are not really focusing on this mode anymore. I'd like my money back. They were like, yeah, sure, we understand. Boom. Refunded all of that. Nice. So I got all my money back. They actually still let me keep all the uh, the points and bonuses and stuff hmm. from that as well. That's cool. That, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I, I will say that's one good thing about them. Hmm. Eh. That's nice. Good. 
I was uh, watching you play it made me want to play it, so I got into it. I got like twenty or thirty dollar pack into there, I think, or maybe it was a fifty or sixty. I can't remember anymore. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. And then the battle royal happened, and yeah, yeah. For me, it was like uh, I don't, I don't see this. I, don't, I remember I was like oh, I don't see this at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something else for a while. And then it just like, blew up. It was just blowing up more and more. And I was like, no it freaking way. It got gigantic, way. yeah. Like, easily could have. That that one for me feels like that was something I could have maybe gotten into. And could have rode that wave. And I didn't see it. Because, for one, I just really yeah. enjoyed the PvE as well. I enjoyed that one way more. Absolutely. That's what I liked about it. I did not like the building mechanic in a shooter. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Battle Royale building just always annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So the PvE is what I really loved about it, and they just chucked that on the back burner. Too bad. It it makes yeah. me laugh. Uh, when Apex came out, some of the things like, what makes Apex better than Fortnite? Because you don't turn into a building after you get shot. Exactly. Or, you, you shoot per, a person once, and they turn it into the Taj, Ma- Taj Mahal. Yeah. That's like the weirdest freaking thing. What about that says shooter? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's an interesting concept, but, like, well, come on. <laughs> yeah. Apex was a really fun one. Uh, that I, stray bullet so. almost hit me. I better turn into the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, yeah, Epic Store. Do you feel, like, the same thing with, like, giveaways? Uh, they gave away GTA last week. They're giving away Civ 6 this week. Wow. Impressive. Uh... Do you feel like, is that really doing anything for them? I feel like it, it isn't. It's just, well, here's a machine, uh, I, uh, a thing I can use for if I want to play Civ 6 now. Yeah, that's kind of the way I feel about it. Um, I've, I've got a few games on there just because people have gifted me games through there. Uh, I basically only open the Epic Store to use those specific games, or if there is something specific they're giving away for free that I want. Other than that, I just still use Steam. Yeah, I feel like it. There should be a competition to Steam. That's that's fine and all. I just don't know. Yes, what they could have done to to beat Steam. I just I don't like the exclusives. I feel like that's a bad goodwill hit. I I also agree with that. The exclusives were a bad idea. That put them on a lot of people's uh, poop list. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is just uh, people just don't trust Epic Store. No, I, you know, personally, I've actually had my account breached on Epic Store when I was still playing the uh, the PvE Fortnite stuff. Somebody got into my account and spent $500 on V-Bucks. Ugh. And I had a pretty complex password on there, but their security was just that bad. Oof. That's not great. Uh, speaking of that... No, um... I got my money back, though, so... Oh, that's good. That's, that's important, because that would yeah. really suck to not get it back. Uh, actually, I know someone who that happened to them on Switch as well. They they got in there, wow. they bought a bunch of V-Bucks on that as well. I was like, what? Are V-Bucks transferable? I figured they're, they're tied uh, to your character. You can gift skins and stuff oh, okay. on those games. Oof. Yeah. Funny enough, though, after I got my money back from that, and like a year later finally logged back onto Fortnite, I still had all those V-Bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I ended up just buying people who actually played Fortnite a bunch of skins. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. You know, I try. Interesting thing, <laughs> interesting thing with Steam, uh, with Epic Store, because I bought Control on there because it's only on there. Uh, it was 50% mm. off, so I'm like, all right, 
Everyone loves control. I'm going to get it. 50% off, and then they gave me a coupon for another 10% off, $10 off. I'm like, okay, 20 bucks for Epic. I'll, I mean, for Control, I'll get it. For them, it's, yeah. you have to opt out of them saving your, your, your information. Whereas everyone else, it's, Ooh. do you want to save your information? For them, it's, do you want to not save your information? Yeah, kind of the same thing Microsoft did with Windows 10. Huh. It's I just, believe it defaults to sending your information out, yeah. Ugh, like, I'm not a fan of that. I'm really not a fan of defaults to save. It's it's a little thing. No. But if you, people don't always pay attention, that's that's a dangerous thing, I feel. Yeah, it's the same thing as, you know, do you agree to all this? Everybody just clicks, yes, don't even bother to read it. Oh, pretty much. I think one thing that uh, is keeping a lot of people away from it is that it is just, compared to Steam, pretty feature barren, uh, you know, there's no game gifting. It's missing uh, a good-looking storefront. Uh, there's, I think there's, like, no shopping cart or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, just make it quite inferior right now. And for them to try to force exclusive, uh, exclusivity uh, through different games and whatnot, when their store itself is not up to snuff, that's part of what's making it bad. Yeah, I agree, because I, I tried to give it a fair shake today. I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay... Like, it doesn't have these features. Like, I looked at the front page. It's just not very good front page. Like, Steam sometimes doesn't have a great front page either, but it also yeah sometimes yeah. does have a fine front page. Storefront, that's the word. And... Yeah, storefront, yeah. Right now, I feel like just Steam's library is really good. I, the update was a bit... People didn't like it at first, but I feel like it's a really good update to the UI. I like it a lot more. I can agree with that, yeah. And so I think Steam's making improvements. So whether it was because of Epic or not, I do think Steam is keeping it up. And it's still the one to have compared to the others. Agreed. And I agree with you on what you said. I believe that uh, Epic Store actually did force a change there, um, partly because of their revenue share for developers. They introduced a much lower one than what Steam had. So Steam changed theirs and... uh, introduced some changes that way so you know regardless of whether you like the epic store or not it did uh start some positive changes even though they did some not positive things with the uh exclusive deals all right thank you epic i'm glad you guys are around at the end of the day thank you but also how dare you (laughs) because i thought they were dead i really thought they were dead when uh their moba happened and it, it disappeared, and then Fortnite showed. I'm like, okay, they got potential, and then ex- Fortnite exploded. Oh, uh, their their MOBA was um, 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 Paragon, right? Yeah, Paragon. It yeah. had potential, yeah. just oh, never got man. there. Yeah, that was because they put in a bad, weird card system instead of an actual item system. But yeah. apparently that came back as a fan remake because they gave away all the assets. Huh. That's kind of Yeah, cool. Paragon 2. Well, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Right, so, <laughs> Paragon 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun talking with you, Mez. It was really great. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Where can you be found? You can be found on Twitch, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Pretty much Twitter nowadays. Okay. I, I'm going to get back into streaming at some point, but right now it's just kind of whenever I can. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I get it. Like once, Because you have a job now, so that makes you more busy and everything. Yeah. In the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get to talk about that, but... It it's fun. It was fun talking with you for an hour on the podcast. That's what this is about—just having conversations yeah. and learning about 
Just people we can talk about it next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you on again. A lot sooner, by the way. A lot sooner. Yeah. yeah. Anytime, man. Just let me know. There you go. This has been basically a podcast, which is a conversation. Um, I had fun. I've been fun watching. Check out Mez if you enjoyed him as a guest. And his information will be in the description and everything. So thanks for coming oh, by, gee, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>